All right, you guys, we're live. And I know some of you are saying... Uh, I know some of you are saying it's Rob Zakari, Rob Zakari Show. I know some of you are saying, Rob, what the hell is going on? We're not supposed to be on right now. We're supposed to be having this show at night. Why are you on right now? You hyped all week that uh, uh, the time would change and it would be on at 7 o'clock. Well, it's going to sound really stupid and lame, but I did not realize that the debates were on at 6. I thought the debates were on at 5. So I thought the debates would get over by the time we were starting our show. So it's kind of silly to have our debut show uh, smack dab in the middle of the debate. Kind of silly. So we will start the debate. We'll start the debate. We will start the new time uh, for the show tomorrow. Plus, uh, they didn't finish the studio. We still have the blank wall studio. So we're not uh, quite there yet. So that's why we're here. And as you saw, and as you hear, we are at a later uh, time. Normally we would have been on about a half hour ago. But all of this kind of was put together at the last minute, um, late last night. And I said, well, I don't want to not be on and do a preview and do some of the stuff that we want to talk about. So let's just go on for a little bit. Then we'll call the day. We'll get ready. We'll let them kind of move in all the new gear into the studio. We'll have them put back up the lights and we'll have them do what they are in the process of doing. So that will be tomorrow. So don't forget tomorrow night. M. 7 p.m. And that's West Coast time. That will be the new show tomorrow. 7 p.m. Very excited about it. Very, very excited about it. All right. A lot of things to get to. But the only thing that anybody is talking about, and rightfully so, is Clinton. Clinton v. Clinton v. Trump. The big debate tonight. It's like the Super Bowl. Now, they're saying $100 million. I said, okay, I said $100 million. I said it before these people were saying it. Well, there was a couple other people saying it. But I say 100 million people are going to watch this first debate. Remember, Obama-Romney had close to 65 million people. Close to 65 million uh, people. You going to tell me four years later we can't eke out another 35 million? You going to tell me we can't eke out another 35 million people? And you realize, you realize, that if they hit 100 million people, that is give or take 
the electorate. Do you realize that? Only about 130, 135 million people voted back in 2012. I mean, that's all that ever really votes. There's about 100 million people, give or take. But you're looking at 100 million, 120 million, 100. I, I, I think Clinton, Bush was uh, in the 100 million. I think Romney and Obama was about 130, maybe 140 million. But if there's 100 million viewers, you're talking about 70%, close to 80% of the electorate. And I said before that this is going to be the most important debate in our lifetime. I'm 43. And I would say pretty close to someone like my dad's lifetime. He's 78. I mean, you have to go back to Kennedy and Nixon. You have to go back to when television and debates were basically started. You definitely got to go back to that. And I said, if we are as close as the polls were trending, it will be an all-out panic for the left. And it is. And we saw it this weekend. We saw it this weekend, all-out panic. Not one, not two, not three. But you had countless, countless newspapers, websites. It was like a... It was... was, I can only describe it as a... uh, a, a uh, coordinated attack. It was almost like a, uh, a a raid. You know when the FBI, well, back in the day when the FBI actually uh, did a good job of going after criminals. They I would actually, you know, investigate interrogate, wiretap. You know, they would actually apprehend criminals. Not now, where they talk to terrorists and then they let them go. But you had the Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, (laughs) the (laughs) the, the New York Times, I don't know, Politico. You had countless, countless news agencies, I guess you could call them. I don't call them that, but you would refer to them as news agencies. They're they're liberal propaganda pieces. But it was like they all at the exact same time, the exact same day, 
wrote articles that highlighted what they called Trump lies. And we're going to get to um, the Politico piece, because I thought the Politico piece is funny, because when I hear somebody say, lie, when I, when I hear somebody go, that's a lie, I expect it to be The sky is blue. No, the sky is black. And you look at the sky and go, that's black. I know black, that's black. That to me is a lie. Okay, that to me is a, is a, is a lie. What we've always been taught is a lie. Eat those cookies? No, I didn't eat those cookies as crumbs are pouring down your face. A lie is not something where you have to explain to the person, well, you see, technically, what Trump said was just, it, it, was, it was a simple, see, when someone has to do that, then it's not a lie. Well, you see, he's getting his stats from a think tank that's a conservative-leaning think tank. If you get the stats for So what you're saying is him quoting stats from a place that you don't agree with makes it a lie. If he quoted stats from an organization that you agree with, then it's truth. And I don't know if that will help liberals. I don't know if that will help Democrats. I don't know if that will help turn the four or five million people that they need turned to give Hillary Clinton a win. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. You know, there's definitely enough sheep in this country. There's definitely enough liberals in this country. There's definitely enough people That follow the masses. But I think it's just a sign of desperation. When it's obvious that the trend, the enthusiasm, the excitement is shifting to Trump. When you see that happening, and then you see the Washington Post and the Times, the New York Times, the L.A. Times, and all of these newspapers put out these stories, put out these these two, three, four-page stories. As a coordinated attack 
you have to say, hmm, there must be there must be something to the momentum. This oh, Hillary's gonna win in a landslide. It's over. It's done. There's got to be something to the fact that the momentum is not there for Clinton. It's not there. It's just not there. So you see the left doing everything they can. I mean, to the point where they're 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 basically just saying, "Hey, we know Hillary Clinton is the is the drizzling craps." We know it. I mean, now it's come to the point where, well, before they were just bashing Trump. Forget Hillary. Pretend she doesn't exist. We're just going to bash Trump. We're going to tell you why you can't vote for Trump. Not going to say what Hillary will do for you because she won't do anything for you. But they realized that at some point you have to talk about the other person that you want people to vote for. At some point you have to say, hey, you got to vote for this person because it looks silly to not include the other person. So now they're at the point where they're saying, we know Hillary is horrible. We do. We know she's just disgusting. We know she's vile. We know she's just the worst person in the world. But she's not as bad as Trump. And that's where they are. If you watched John Oliver, man, I don't like John Oliver. I despise John Oliver. But every so, put him on to see if I could stomach a few minutes of the program so I can at least see what the left is up to, what they're plotting. And his entire show was basically, yes, Hillary Clinton is bad, but Donald Trump is worse. So they're not even saying that Hillary Clinton will, you know, uh, uh, restore our uh, you know, world standing in uh, in uh, the you know our, our standing in the world. Uh, she'll provide jobs. She'll do. They're not even doing that. They're just saying yes, he's horrible, but he's the worst. He's Satan. He is Satan. She, she will at least give you a reach around. Okay. She'll at least finish you off. Yes, she's going to put you through pain. She's she's just, your life's never going to be the same with her. Yes, we, we, yes, but she'll give you a reach around, okay? You'll at least walk out of that room going, all right, you know, at, at least. At least I got at least I got a little relief. Fine, but Trump, nah. No reach around from him. No, you're just gonna 
You're just going to leave that room bludgeoned, bloody, and dying. There won't be one ounce of, of joy from that experience. That's basically what they're doing now. And that was John Oliver's whole show. Hillary's bad. Hillary's horrible. But she'll at least give you a reach around at the end. Trump will just kill you. He's horrible just for the sake of being horrible. That's it. That's, that's their new strategy. That's their new strategy. And it's not just Oliver. It's not just Oliver. It's any. It's any of the Hollywood elite, b- b- former Bernie supporters, it's all basically, yes, Hillary is, is not perfect. And yes, she's, she's a, a representation of, of the old, yes. And okay, she's not likable, yes. And, and okay, she, she's, you know, the server and the lies, and yes. You can't trust her. We understand, but just so much worse. And the funny thing is, both sides are going through this, uh, if we just had someone else. Because as much as the right sits there and goes, oh, if we would have just went with Marco Rubio, if we could have just had Rubio, oh, we'd be destroying Hillary. It'd be over. The only reason it's close is because Donald Trump is so flawed. And the left is going through the same thing. Ah, if we would have just went with Bernie. Yeah, he is a socialist. Ah, but man, Trump is just so flawed. But Hillary is just the worst, and that's why it's so close. Joe Biden, Bernie said. So the left is going through the same thing. Both sides are sitting there banging their heads against the wall going, why couldn't we have this other candidate? Because that other candidate is less flawed than Hillary or less flawed than Trump. But to watch them say, Hillary is bad. Hillary, it's like they're, they're not even playing that whole spin game anymore. And they realize that there's less than two months. They realize that when they try to play the spin game, they look horrible. When they try to play that spin game, when they try to go, oh, no, she didn't do this or she didn't do that. It's just like it's still funny to watch them go, what are you talking about, the birther move? She had nothing to do with the birther move. What are you guys? And then you see all of this evidence that, yeah. Hillary Clinton never uttered the words birther. She never stood on stage and said, I want to see his birth certificate. 
But her and her campaign were the ones that put it out there. They stealthily put it out there. Donald Trump and the Republican Party would never have played with it if the Clinton people, the Democrats, hadn't put it out there. They're the ones that did the legwork. And the more you see all of this evidence come out, which we on the right always knew it was there, it's the left that tried to hide it. But if you could go back in an archive somewhere, rather it's, uh, I, I don't know, CNN, MSNBC, books, the 0708 primary race between Hillary and Obama, you will see countless shows. Countless. All of the shows that we watch today that were around back then and ones that aren't around that were replaced by, you know, Hack Tapper and things of that nature, but they were the hack tapper shows for that time, you'll see battles and you'll see people like Chris Matthews talking about the Hillary Clinton camp, implying that Obama was not born in America, that he is a Muslim. They will talk about the pictures that were leaked by the Clinton campaign. And the Clinton campaign spokespeople say, oh, well, if the Obama campaign people are offended that a picture of Senator Obama was leaked that shows him in traditional, I mean, all of these things happened. So did Hillary Clinton stand up on stage and say he's, well, of course not. Those done more stealth. Sidney Blumenthal. That's why Sidney Blumenthal didn't work in the White House. That's why he didn't work for the State Department. So all of these things, the people know. The voters know. They know this. So the left has given up trying to spin and go, oh, he'll. now, not all of the left. You still got a few that are kicking around that will write an article and say, Trump uh, implying and, and saying Hillary Clinton started the birther movement is a lie. Sure. In the Politico article will go through. They say that because it's easy just to, to print a quick sentence or two. But when you get on television or you get in a situation where there's nuance to it, the viewer at home goes, well, 
that's you know, yeah, she she definitely played with it. Her campaign played with it. So the left now is given up trying to spin. Like I said, not all of the left has given up spinning that Hillary Clinton is this awesome, wonderful, charming, honest person. Still a few stragglers. But for the most part, the left has resided to just saying Hillary's garbage, but Trump is worse. Who was it? Uh, Lindsey Graham? One of them who said voting for Trump and or Cruz when it was just them two in the primaries was like deciding to be shot or take cyanide. And they've now used that as far as Referencing Hillary Clinton and Trump. It's basically, listen, do you want to be killed and your entire family killed quick, fast, painless? Or do you want this slow, dragged out process and maybe your family will be spared? Maybe it'll just be you that dies. And maybe it will just be from like shingles or meliofeminosis <laughs> or something that just, or, or like Magic Johnson AIDS, where you have AIDS for like ever. And that's basically what the left's saying Hillary will slow death you. Okay, you have her for four years, maybe eight years. Things are going to be bad. They're not going to be too bad. You get Trump, it's over. You're done. There might be a nuclear war. There might be famine. There might be AIDS in the water. Forget lead. just might be full of AIDS. (laughs) That's... And that's what the left has resorted to. That's what the left has resorted to. I mean, they are terrified of tonight's debate. They're terrified. And one by one, every single one of them are on television or in the paper, on the web saying the, the expectations are just so low for Trump. All he has to do is stand up there and and not vomit on himself. All he has to do is stand up there and not say something racist or not say something sexist. That's where we are today in this political cycle, that the curve, the bar has been lowered so much for Donald Trump. It's so low. And I laugh at that. Let me, let me, let, let, let's break this down for a minute. Let's break this down for a minute. Because I, I laugh at this dumbed down notion. And this whole, 
presidential and you have to look presidential and when we dumb down the uh, presidential race and it shouldn't be dumbed down and the fact that it is being dumbed down is 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 horrible because this is for the presidency and Listen, this has been going on since Clinton. And we've talked about this before. We've talked about why Trump is appealing. Bill Clinton started the uh, dumbed-down process, and then it evolved. And nobody has dumbed-down politics dumbed down the presidency and has made the presidency nothing more than an act than Obama. And the very people that encourage and 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 rebel in that process with Obama despise it Because that same process is putting Trump in a position to be the president. And when you hear Hillary Clinton or the never Trumpers go, so now Donald Trump, if he just doesn't throw up on himself and if he doesn't say anything sexist or if he doesn't say anything racist, will come out a winner. He will con the American people again. He will show them this different side and in turn the people will go oh he's presidential so in turn he will hide who he truly is which is a sexist misogynist homophobic xenophobic fatophobic individual And Bill Clinton started it in the 90s, playing saxophone on Arsenio Hall, wearing the sunglasses, getting fellatio and using his cigar on a young intern in the White House many years later, and the left dismissing it as, hey, hey, it's... It's sex. It's an affair. You would have done the same thing. You don't want your wife to know. You would have lied to Congress. You would have lied to investigators. It's just sex. Can't get upset at someone about lying. I'm an affair. And the left just hammered that home. And that evolved. To the point where we have Obama, okay, we have Obama, and rather we watch him playing basketball. We watch him slow jamming. We watch him taking selfies. We watch him eating weird, exotic food to Anthony Bourdain. We watch him driving in a car with Jerry Seinfeld having coffee. 
We see him doing all of these things. And in turn, when you see this happening, what do you say? Oh, well, this is how he really is. When Obama's approval rating is 50-something percent, but the way he handles the economy, the way he handles terrorism, the way he handles issues gets a below 50% approval rating. But Obama, as the person, gets an above 50% approval rating. Because the people approve and like the real person. They don't like and approve of the character. So people go, well, that's a character. Just like Bill Clinton and who he was, it's a character. And in turn, they flip a switch and act presidential. So Obama has conditioned the American people for the last eight years that presidents play a character. And it doesn't matter how they are privately. It doesn't matter how they are when they're on vacation, partying it up with Jay-Z and Beyonce. I mean, think about the left and the outrage and people with BuzzFeed and the Daily Beast commenting on the fact that Don King introduced Donald Trump. And someone said, oh, it's the first time a convicted murderer has ever introduced a presidential candidate. And these same people seem to forget Jay-Z's very, very checkered past. Jay-Z. Who was indicted. Who was involved. Talking about slinging rocks. We're talking about like pounds and pounds. Again, the left seems to forget this. They they seem to forget this when they condemn Trump and Don King. Oh, Don King, Don! Oh my gosh. Don King. Well, what about Jay-Z? <laughs> I mean, really? What about what about Jay-Z? Really? That's different? How is that different? 
That's that's different. Okay, cool. <laughs> that that that's 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 different. That's different. He was indicted for stabbing an individual. <laughs> when people say, well, the, the, the politics is so dumbed down now, and uh, Trump, he's on a curve, and if he gets up there and he acts a certain way, it's an act. But, yeah. Yeah, o- Obama has mastered that. And that's why the American people at least right now, half, or I would say a little less than half of the American people are fine with Trump. They don't look at some of the things he does and goes, oh, man, that's, that's how he's going to be. That, that's, that's how, yeah, that's, that's not, uh-uh. Well, of course they don't. No different than when people see Obama vacationing with Jay-Z. They're not sitting there thinking, hey, I wonder if Obama is going to be slinging rocks soon. I wonder if Obama and Jay-Z might go to a nightclub, stab someone. Hmm. I I wonder if. I wonder it no, of course not. Of course not. So the American people are only reacting to what the left has created. And the left has no problem with Obama being two different people. The left has no problem. With Obama being two different people. They had no problem with it. And that's why people look at Trump and go, Ah, when he said that, there was a TV show. When he said that, that was on Howard Stern's show. When he said that, that was The Apprentice. When he said that, it was a roast. That's not going to be the same person that gives the State of the Union address. Of course it's not. The person that's going to give the State of the Union address is the person that's going to stand up there, read from a teleprompter, and do exactly what Obama, Bush, Clinton, Bush Sr., Reagan, have done in the past. Just like Obama isn't going to give a State of the Union address, or he wasn't giving State of the Union addresses, while his peeps in the back are slinging rock, Hanging out with Jay-Z. It's just... Chilling with Kanye. Just that's... 
wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so the left has created the left has created this dumbed down politics, the presidency on a curve. Obama's entire presidency has been graded on a curve. And that curve being public, private, and presidential Obama. And all three things are different. All three things are different. They're all different. They're all different. Curve that everybody is terrified of. And the fact that the left goes, all Trump has to do is stand up there and and be presidential, and he wins. Because the bar is set so low. And see, the thing is, The bar is not set low. The bar is set exactly at what Obama set it to. The problem is who Hillary Clinton is, is private, is presidential, is public. Who you see Hillary Clinton, who you see her as, is exactly who she is. That just that <laughs> you know you know and the other amusing thing that transpired over the weekend and it's again nothing new absolutely nothing new but it's just funny every time i hear the left gets so worked up. And that's what they just worked up about it. Over on um, Bill Maher. You all know gr- the great Bill Maher, the great liberal. And I hate the fact that I can't watch Bill Maher anymore because he's so over the top despising of Trump. And he's so over the top despising of Republicans. Because I've actually given Bill Maher money before. I've gone to his shows. I I have. And I've enjoyed the shows. It was funny. But he's gotten to the point where it's just... I know some of you are saying, but he's always been like that. But yeah. But maybe because this political... uh, this, This presidential race is so heated... That it affects me more, but I, I can't watch him. I can't watch him. It's like Oliver. I, I put it on for 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. And then I, I just, okay, I can't watch it anymore. I can't watch it anymore. But this weekend, you had this uh, Max Brooks, Okay. part of the Atlantic Council and the Modern War Institute at West 
And he echoed something that, I don't know, you name them on the left, rather it's uh, the pundits, rather it's um, celebrities, talk shows. The notion, the media, has gone light on Donald Trump. And that is the only reason he is where he is and Hillary Clinton is where she is. Is again a preposterous, it's a preposterous statement. And when you want to talk about lies, Trump lies, Trump lies. To me, this lie is the biggest lie you can tell. It really is. To me, it's the biggest lie. This insane, and it is insane, this insane concept that the media has given Donald Trump some type of free pass and supported him and continues to support him is ludicrous. It it really is. And of course, nobody ever, ever calls these people out. But this Max Brooks said, Secretary of State Clinton's poll numbers are not her fault. Her numbers are the way they are because the media has forgotten what their constitutional duty is. He said, we have a free press. And the whole reason it's in the Constitution is to inform us, the electorate, about what we're voting on. And they've forgotten that. They think this is a circus. They think this is dancing with the stars. And so they've given Trump probably a trillion dollars worth of free press over the course of this campaign. And again, we go back to my example months and months and months ago when you would hear Republicans echo this free press statement. Free press, whether it's a million, billion, or trillion, is only beneficial if that free press is positive. And why no one pushes back 
people like Max Brooks or anyone else makes these statements is beyond me. Listen, Chipotle, about a month ago, two months ago, probably had about $10 million worth of free press, right? And that free press was people eating burritos filled with E. coli. People getting gravely ill. Ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty people going to hostels with food poisoning because they ate Chipotle. Now, is that positive for Chipotle's brand? Of course not. You know what else gets millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of free advertising? The tobacco companies. You know, where they show the ad and the guy's in the bathroom and he's got a toothbrush and he's cleaning out his blowhole. He's cleaning out the hole in his throat and he talks like that. I used to smoke. You know, that. Or the woman who has the uh, colostomy bag and she talks to the camera, says she got cancer of the colon because she smoked two packs of cigarettes for five years. So don't smoke or you will end up like her and you will have a colostomy bag. Now, That's millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of advertising for the tobacco company. Those commercials where the guy pulls off his face and hands it to the clerk when he is buying the cigarettes. And that's the pound of flesh as payment for the cigarettes. That's free advertising. They're advertising cigarettes. They're showing an extreme case of what cigarette smoking will do to you. But nonetheless, they're advertising cigarettes. Now let's Put that in the coverage of Trump and the trillions and trillions of free media that people like Max Brooks has stated that Trump has gotten. And that is why Hillary Clinton's poll numbers are where they are. If Trump does a rally and CNN shows it live, rather it's the full rally, rather it's 10 minutes of the rally, rather it's a half hour of the rally, they then 
go to the panel. And on that panel, everybody dissects everything Trump says, which eventually ends with Trump is evil, Trump is scum, Trump is an a-hole, Trump is Hitler. How is that somehow a Budweiser commercial with a cute and adorable Spuds McKenzie or a cute and adorable poodle riding on the back of a Clydesdale? When you have the Washington Post, the New York Times, the L.A. Times, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, Boston Globe, National Review, which is supposed to be a Republican magazine, Newsweek. These are all media outlets, right? These would all fall under what Max Brooks states as a free press and the fact that the free press is not doing their constitutional duty. Which I didn't know that that was the purpose of the free press. I, I, I didn't know that. I, I thought the concept of the free press was, you know, free press. I didn't know it was basically being pro-Hillary Clinton. And if it's not pro-Hillary Clinton then it's not a free press, and they're not doing their constitutional duty. But put that aside. Max Brooks and many other people on the left, tell me specifically the trillions of dollars of free press Spells out Trump is an awesome, awesome guy. Please tell me. And it's funny because a lot of the people that say this are people that talk about Trump every day or every night. And it's not anything positive. But rather, it's Jimmy Kimmel, or it's Seth Meyers. They talk about Trump every night. They say what a racist, xenophobe, homophobe, Islamophobe, Nazi he is. And then when they get done doing that, at some point, they make a joke about the press Creating him. Here's individuals that devote 10 minutes of their programs every single night bashing Trump. And then the other 30 or 40 or 50 minutes of their show, they're condemning the press that is covering him. 
And because they're covering him, that is why he is where he is. I'm telling you, our country is where it is today because you have liberals, progressives, the extreme left controlling every aspect of our life. And because they do this, the same way they make their arguments about trillion dollars of press and not doing their constitutional duty. And these bizarre statements is why we are where we are. It's why we have Islamic terrorists attacking us rather they're quote-unquote homegrown or they're immigrants from Turkey our inner cities are just a disaster The murder rate, so you got to be more specific, because if you say the crime rate, Democrats will go, oh, that's a law, crime is, is lower. Okay, the murder rate, people being murdered, okay? Murder is on the rise. It's all because of liberals. It's all because of liberals. It's all because of people on the left. It's all because of people on the left. It's it's a it's a society that they've created that never takes responsibility for any actions. Not to get off the beaten path, I'll give you an example. Just a quick little bizarre example. I'm in Walmart the other night, okay, or Target or, or, or Vons, and there's a magazine, okay, or, or People, and it has some actress on it or, or some reality show star. And the article is about her boyfriend or her husband who has checked himself into rehab for sex addiction. And that's a new liberal creation because it's not his fault. It's not your fault. It's not the relationship's fault. It's an addiction. So the man is out having sex. The man is out doing what Bill Clinton did. He got caught. And it's not because he just loves sex. He's tired of what he has. He likes a little variety. He doesn't like who he's with. There could be a million reasons, but those aren't the reason. The reason is an addiction. So in turn, 
he can't be blamed for anything because he's addicted. And she can't take responsibility for anything. I'm not saying she's responsible for the cheating, but staying with him, divorcing him, any of those types of things. There's no responsibility there because he's addicted. So in turn, the liberals have created cheating as, man, I would have known that years ago. I didn't cheat on you. I'm addicted. And you wouldn't condemn a junkie, would you? No, you would have that junkie go to rehab. Yes, mom and dad, I stole everything from your house. I stole great grandma's heirloom ring. I I did all of these things, but you can't be mad at me. You can't be mad at me. I'm addicted to crack. Okay. And now that's how it is with sex. Honey, I know you have AIDS now because I just like to go out on the weekends and do as many crazy, degenerate, nasty, sexual things as humanly possible. No condoms, no nothing. I like to do oral gangbangs with 37 dudes at a bathhouse in West Hollywood. And I specifically look for guys that are positive with AIDS. But hey, honey, you can't be mad at me. I'm addicted. You say, Rob, that's some extreme stuff right there. Yes, it is. But it's no more extreme than what we've been talking about. And liberals blaming every aspect of Hillary Clinton's candidacy on everyone else. Who she is as a flawed candidate. Everyone else. Max Brooks saying, whoa, wait a minute. Hillary Clinton is only where she is because the media is not doing their constitutional duty. They've given Trump millions and millions and millions, if not trillions of dollars of free press. Free press. Free press saying that he's a scumbag? Are you kidding me? That, that, that's not how free press works. That's not how advertising works. The whole concept with advertising is you sit at your house or you're sitting at a doctor's office or you're driving in your car and you hear the same message over and over and over again. You drive, you sit, you walk. And it's a girl eating a big sloppy cheeseburger and it's spilling down her face. And it says, Carl's Jr. Where you see this dog and, and it's with this master and the guy's got like half a leg and he's feeding the dog Alpo or whatever and it talks about veterans and their dogs and goes up to a, a, a dog food commercial and you're like, oh my God, I got to buy that food. And you look at your dog and you go and grab your dog and you hug your dog. That's how advertising works. So if you open up the New York Times 
Or you get the New York Times at Starbucks and the front page says Donald Trump's a scumbag. How is that positive? How is that somehow good for his numbers and bad for Hillary's numbers? How is it when you grab the Washington Post and the Washington Post goes, we just want to tell you that Donald Trump is a dangerous, evil, psycho son of a bitch. Do not vote for him. That, that's the front page of the Washington Post. How is that trillions of dollars of free advertising? How is that somehow positive? This concept only works if all of this press is saying how Donald Trump is the greatest person in the world. If I click on CBS at 11.30 at night, because I want to watch some late-night TV, and Jimmy Fallon's got, I don't know, uh, uh, some crappy guest. I, I picked somebody. Pick some Hollywood a-hole. They're whoever. Amy Schumer. Ugh. Ugh. I'm like, oh, let me watch Colbert. And Colbert opens, and he's like, I just want to say, Donald Trump is a Nazi. Donald Trump is a liar. F you, Donald Trump. Uh, How is that positive press? How is that trillions of dollars of free press that contributes to Hillary Clinton's poll numbers going down, then Donald Trump's poll numbers going up, and the media is not doing their constitutional duty? How? How? And that's not just week on Colbert. That's every day. And then at 1230, if I'm not asleep yet and I want to watch late night and I tune into Seth Meyers, it's the same thing. If I go to Samantha B on TBS, it's the same thing. If I go to Trevor Noah on Comedy Central, it's the same thing. To a lesser extent, it's the same thing on Kimmel. I mean, it's over and over and over and over again. And every single one of these programs, that's the media. That's the media. Hollywood. What they produce is media. If I tune on the Grammys, if I put on the Emmys, if I put on the Academy Award, if I put on any award show that has celebrities, regardless, regardless of what it is, there's not one person that says, I just want to say Donald Trump is a great guy. He'll be a great president. He's awesome, and Hillary Clinton sucks. Not one person. One person. Not one person. So what media is Max Brooks talking about? What media? MSNBC? Not one person on MSNBC has ever talked good about Donald Trump. Forget the pundits. Forget when they bring in a sacrificial 
pundit lamb. For, forget that. Because at the end of the day, the pundits that's supposed to be Republican are nothing more than shills for that network. When Hugh Hewitt goes on MSNBC, it, it's, it's a shill. He has to conduct himself in a certain way. Not too tough on Hillary or the Democrats. He's pro-Trump. He's a Republican. But it's never too confrontational. So MSNBC is not part of this. The media has forgotten to do their constitutional duty. Okay. Is Is ABC George Stephanopoulos? Like, who? Who? Part of the media that doesn't do their constitutional duty, and they've given Donald Trump trillions and trillions of dollars worth of free press. And like I said, free press, like, are you really saying that Putting Donald Trump on every night when he's doing a speech or he's doing an interview and then the person bashing him is somehow beneficial? That, that's ludicrous. That's a, that's a ludicrous statement. You realize that's a ludicrous statement that goes against everything. Everything that we know in the Modern age of entertainment and advertising. That concept is, is, as liberals will say, as it pertains to Hillary Clinton's health issues, that's debunked. The notion that Trump being covered by certain programs... Rather, it's every day, twice a day, three times a day, and then calling him a disgusting, nasty, vile pig is somehow beneficial, and that's part of this trillion dollars worth of free advertising that has made Hillary Clinton below 50% in polls. And Donald Trump above 50% in polls. It is just another instance of liberals blaming other people for situations, for problems. Rather, it's Chicago and the crime and the fact that Rahm Emanuel is a Democrat, but it's not. The Democrats' fault. Or anything that's going on in our country that's had a Democrat as a president for seven and a half years. And almost three of those years, Democrats controlled every aspect of government. But it's not their fault. It's the Republicans' fault. It's some mythological, it's a chupacabra.
Chupacabra's fault. It's Bigfoot's fault. It's Yiddy's fault. Someone, it's someone else's fault. Someone else's fault. There is yet to be one. I mean, even the media that's supposed to be friendly to Trump is not friendly. Even the media that's supposed to be friendly for every talk radio host, for every talk radio host, rather it's Larry Elder, Sean Hannity, Hugh Hewitt, Roush Limbaugh, for every one of them that are now pro-Trump, there are double that are against Trump. Double that are against Trump. And some of those people that I mentioned have just got on the Trump train. Mark Levin despised Trump for months. For months. So even the media that is supposed to be the most favorable to Trump, he does not get all of their support. He does not get all of their support. You still have chunks of the radio audience that despise Trump. You still have people like Charlie Sykes. Megan McCain. All of these people despise Trump. That's part of the media. That's part of the media. The National Review, part of the media. Megan Kelly's program, supposed to be pro Republican, they're anti Trump. So even the network that's supposed to be pro-Trump, pro-Republican, even that network is not 100% pro-Trump. But MSNBC is 100% pro-Clinton. The Wall Street Journal, who's supposed to be pro-Trump, supposed to be pro-Republican. Rupert Murdoch owned isn't fully pro-Trump. Remember, a month or so ago, they did an op-ed that said, hey, Trump, unless you do A, B, and C, we're not going to support you. Right now, you're a disgrace. And if you look through the Washington or the Wall Street Journal, you'll still find articles Sprinkled in there of anti-Trump. So it's just insane. It's just insane. It's insane to hear people talk about this trillion dollars of free advertising 
It is. It's it's just insane. Yeah, I got the the things. Oh. Jeez, I got buttons and settings going on. <laughs> but it is. It's just, it's just, it's, God darn it. Told you, we, we, we're, we're trying to get ready for the new studio, and we're supposed to do it tonight. And because of the debates, we said, what the hell's going on? You can't have the, the premiere of the new show right in the middle of the debate. So I was like, let me just go on now. We'll do the show. We'll get ready for tomorrow night having our uh, first show back. So everything's like half-ass here. All right. But it is insane. It absolutely is insane. Absolutely insane. It is where we are now. It is where we are. And nobody will call these people out. Nobody will call the Max Brooks is out. Nobody will do any of that. But it is what it is. All right, listen to me. We're going to take a quick break and get repositioned here. And when we come back, let's talk about the debate. And uh, what has to be done with both sides. So we'll be right back. It's the Rob Scary Show. You guys are the best. Oh, 
We're back. Uh, All right. Man. I got to position myself. All right. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're back. We are live. All right. So the debates. The debates. Now, I've said this before, and I'll say it again right here. This is going to be the most watched debate in the history. There's going to be 100 million people that watch this debate. And if Trump doesn't punch Hillary Clinton in the face, <laughs> if he doesn't say the N-word, and if he doesn't do the whole um, nuclear triad, which I didn't know what the hell the nuclear triad was. And I thought I was somewhat educated, but I had no idea what the hell the nuclear triad was. If there is none of those types of moments, if there are no, let me make these goofy faces moments, if there's nothing like that, It's over. It's over. You're going to keep seeing this momentum. You're going to keep seeing this surge in the um, polls for Trump to the point of a landslide victory. Seriously. Right now, okay, right now, and you know I'm not a big fan of quoting out these polls because I think all of these polls have a bit of a skew to them. All of these polls have a bit of a skew depending on who is conducting the polls. NBC, Wall Street Journal, NBC, Survey Monkey always seems to have polls that go somewhat opposite to what is going on as far as other three, four, five, six, seven different polls. And we've talked about this before. Trump was beating Cruz in every single poll on a regular basis. And the night before, I think it was the South Carolina primary or like the third Super Tuesday, one of the big... election days, one of the big primary election days, that night before, out of the blue, NBC pulls out a poll that has Cruz being up three or four points. Had never happened, but it was 
a way to try to sway voters. Remember, there's a certain percent of individuals who vote based on the favorite because those people don't want to be part of a losing team. So a lot of these polls I'm not necessarily ginned up on. And with that being said, I'm also not part of the whole, oh, they're all lies and Trump's really up by 20 points. And it, I'm not part of that crew either. But I said right from the beginning, you're talking about one or two points. The, the Hillary Clinton up by 10, 12, that's, no, that, that ain't real. That ain't, no. We're, you're, you're talking about a, a, a dead heat. You're, you're talking about one or two points, because that's where it was 2012. That's where it was 08. That's where it was in 04. That's where it was in 2000. Remember, John Kerry basically lost because of Ohio. If Kerry would have won Ohio, he would have beat Bush. And you all remember what happened in Florida with Bush and Gore. So the country's pretty evenly divided. So with new polls coming out from CNN showing that Trump is now basically statistical. Statistical Statistical tie with uh, Hillary in Pennsylvania and in Colorado. This debate is huge. This debate is huge. This debate is huge. And when you hear again, people on left go, the expectations for Trump are so low and they're so high for Hillary. They're not high for Hillary. Everybody knows what Hillary is. Oh, she has to wear the perfect pantsuit. She has to be the person. She can't cough. She can't do it. So they have to wear the perfect pantsuit. The coughing thing, yeah, that's legit. On the left, I'm sorry, but if she goes into one of her 10-minute coughing spasms, yeah, that's a big deal. But everything else, no. Her pantsuit, no. We know she knows all the issues. We know she could sit up there and filibuster about estate tax and... The rich paying their fair share. I mean, she's been doing the same spiel for 30 years. She has the same lines. We know that. We know that. That's why it's really about Trump. It's really about Lester Holt and Hillary Clinton getting Trump to look like a retard. And if they can do that 
they will win. And when people go, oh, Lester Holt, he's a, he's a Republican. He's a registered Republican. Uh, okay, sure. All right. Okay. Just like Anderson Cooper is a, is a, is a registered independent. Okay. Yeah. Put some pentothal in their veins and ask them who they voted for in 2012. I guarantee you Anderson Cooper voted for Barack Hussein Obama. Ask Lester Holt who he voted for in 2012. Ask Lester Holt who he voted for in 2008. Ask Anderson Cooper. Come on, man. Stop. And if I was in the media, if I worked for CNN, if I worked for NBC, I would make sure my voter registration card said independent. Okay? Gives you a little cover for things like this. So people go, ah, he's a Democrat. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm an independent. You really honestly think Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper, you really think Anderson Cooper at any time was ever going to vote for Ted Cruz? You really think at any time Mr. Cooper was not going to vote for the Democrats. Just stop. Just stop, everyone. Just stop. Ugh. Man, you're just ridiculous. Lester Holt's a Republican. He's a registered Republican. Yeah, okay. Yes, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a Republican through and through, my friend. Yes, he is. The same guy who's asking Hillary Clinton if, if she ever gets her feelings hurt because people are mean to her. You get your feelings hurt. How, how do you, are your feelings? Your fit? What are you? What? Yeah, Lester Holt. He, he's. Well, he's registered as that. That means that's what he is. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So the, 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 the shot, the only shot, and it's so funny because, remember, this narrative by the liberals is that, oh, Trump just, just he just has to not, again, uh, be a jack-off and he'll win. Well... And the and the and the the pressure's on Hillary. Well, no, it's not. the The pressure's not on Hillary. Okay. The pressure's not on Hillary. No question is going to be asked of Hillary that she will not know. But you could easily ask Trump. Do you know who the president of Uzbekistan is? Hillary knows how to filibuster. Hillary knows how to take the time that is allotted to her in a question, say nothing, 
I mean, look at the Lester whole or look at the Matt Lauer commander uh, uh, thing that everybody was so outraged about. Oh, the, the Trump and they spent more time on the, the email. Well, take the email questions out. Hillary Clinton just just went off and rambled. She never answered any of those questions direct. It was just a long soliloquy. That's all it was. So the pressure is not on Hillary Clinton. It's on Donald Trump. It's on Donald Trump. Because if Donald Trump doesn't get beat tonight, you got two more debates to do it. You got two more debates. Tonight has to stand on stage with Hillary Clinton for 90 minutes. So it's Trump versus Lester Holt and Hillary Clinton. And and every single media outlet with their pen in hand, keyboards ready to type up, to write, to go on television and say, oh, Hillary Clinton just destroyed Trump tonight. Hillary Clinton showed everybody why she is more qualified to be the president, why Donald Trump has no business being uh, uh, president of the United States, or as Bill Crystal would say, he knows his heart. Bill Crystal, that's what he goes. Donald Trump knows in his heart. Okay, he knows in his heart he shouldn't be the president. <sighs> he knows it. So even if Trump does good, even if Trump doesn't step on his junk tonight, even if Trump doesn't blow up and punch Hillary Clinton in her boob, even if Trump doesn't make a stupid face when Hillary Clinton's saying stuff and he's like doing that thing that he did in the first few debates in the primary season. Even if there's a question that Trump doesn't know the answer to, and he doesn't look like he doesn't know the answer, doesn't matter. The media is going to say he lost. You know it, and I know it. You know it, and I. right now, the media is in full-blown panic mode. That's why yesterday you saw a systematic attack. You saw a planned attack. Trump was ISIS. Trump was the mafia. Trump... Trump was public enemy number one. And you watched the FBI, the DEA, local. You watched everybody go after Trump. You watched the United States. You watched Germany. You watched uh, uh, France, Italy go after Trump. Whatever analogy you want to use, they all did it yesterday. This weekend was a 
full-on assault. Why? Because they know. They know that the polls are not just close. The polls are not just close. But everything's shifting. It's not just close. They're shifting. The momentum is shifting. In places like Pennsylvania and Colorado where Hillary Clinton was ahead by 10, 12, 15 points, she's now dead even. Matter of fact, in Colorado for Trump, he's up by one. In Colorado, it's 42 for Trump, 41 for Clinton, 13 for Mr. Aleppo, Gary Johnson, and 3% for Jill Stein. And in Pennsylvania, Hillary Clinton, 45, Trump, 44. Six for Johnson, Mr. Aleppo, and 3% for Stein. If you look at the Pennsylvania polls from a month ago, six weeks ago, I think Hillary was up by 13. Ten points she's lost. In Ohio, they're saying, is officially gone. That she has already written off Ohio. She has no events planned for Ohio. She has no events planned for Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. Ohio. Or at least nothing... Uh, in the next five or six weeks. Not just a CNN poll, but a bunch of other polls. Rather, it's a Quimbiac or even a internal. And when I say internal, I mean the state itself, Ohio. Their local newspaper. They're, they're, they're you know, like an L.A. Times type of thing for Ohio has a Trump ahead by five, six, seven points. So they're saying Ohio's gone. And if you're looking again at places like Colorado and Pennsylvania, where at one point Hillary was 10, 15, 20 points up, Trump was in like the 30s. The left knows. The left knows. This is it. They, 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 they've got to use tonight. They Tonight, they have to take him down. They have to take him down tonight. They can't let happen what happened to Obama in the first debate with Romney. That first debate, Romney blasted Obama. Even the liberals had to say, ugh, oh, what happened? Ugh. Oh, no, what? This is not good. They can't have that. Remember, this isn't a sitting president. 
this isn't a we can explain it away with an off night because, hey, he's running the country. This isn't that. Hillary Clinton loses tonight. If Les Holt and Hillary Clinton cannot beat Trump tonight, these polls that have Trump up by one, up by two, up by five, just weeks ago, seven weeks ago, he was down by 20. Between now and the October debate, it'll be done for Hillary Clinton. It'll be done for the Democrats. Remember, that next debate's not for another, what, two or three weeks? If Donald Trump pulls out a win tonight and Hillary Clinton and Lester Holt can't do the we gotcha, you didn't know what a nuclear triad was. You didn't know who the president of Obakistan was. You just called me the C word. You just rolled your eyes and made a goofy face and talked about your junk. It's over. So the pressure's on Trump. This fake, this, 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 this fake narrative, this double swerve, that's what I call it by the media. Oh, well, well, the bar is set so low for Trump. It's not, though. The, the, bar is not, the bar is not set so low. And if I mean, really, it's 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 really like a it's it's watching it's this is like the underdog football team. It's it's like uh, I think I think Steelers did it. I know Buffalo did it, but they lost the Super Bowl. But I think Steelers, the the one Super Bowl they won, they came in as a wild card team, and they went all the way. Like I said, I know Buffalo made it to one of the Super Bowls. They lost the Super Bowl, but that's what this is like. It's like, okay, you, you made it to the playoffs. You're a wild card team. But you know what? You got to win this. And then if by miracle you win this, you go to the divisional. And if by chance you really get lucky and you win that, you go on to the championship. And then if God's really looking on you and you win that, you go to the Super Bowl. And then, ugh, forget about it. But that's what it's like. So, okay. Trump gets out of tonight being able to fend off Lester Holt and Hillary Clinton. 
And remember, no matter what happens, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, Pundits, BuzzFeed, Daily Beast, they're all going to be saying, Trump lost, Trump lost, Trump lost. Nobody's going to be honest. Not one person on any, I mean, Daily Beast is never going to be honest. Huffington Post is never going to be honest. None of these people are going to be honest and go, oh, yeah, he did good. Nobody's going to say that. So it doesn't matter what he does. The American people aren't that stupid. There are stupid American people, but not the majority. Like I said, there, there's, a few th- there's a few thousand, there's a few million that are sheep. And if they're told, oh, he did horrible, they'll go, yeah, he did horrible. But if he doesn't do bad, regardless of what the pundits say, the people will see that and they'll go, ah, he was fine. He was no different than uh, Obama uh, doing selfies or Obama hanging out with Jay-Z. When he's giving out Lindsey Graham's phone number or he's um, doing The Apprentice and, or fighting with Rosie O'Donnell, it's, that's, that's different. That, that's a different person than who will lead the country. No different than Obama taking selfies and hanging out with a former drug dealer and attempted murderer. It's no different. Obama to get into the White House and sling rock to Putin or whoever. Those people are stupid. But, but, you'll have another debate. So all the Trump supporters, they go, oh man, Whew, we got through that. We got through that relatively unscathed. Didn't get beat up too bad. There was only a couple moments where you went, ooh. Couple of those, ooh. They only beat him up for a little bit in the press. Poll numbers are still going up. But then you got another debate. And you got Martha Radinsky. Martha Radinsky. I don't know how you spell her last name or pronounce her last name exact, but she was at Obama's, uh, or Obama was at her wedding. That's one of the moderators. (laughs) A woman who was at Obama, a woman who Obama was at a wedding for is moderating debates. Okay. Anderson Cooper will be part of these debates. Anderson Cooper, I know he's a he, he's a registered independent. Okay, sure. So if Trump gets through tonight, he's got to get through the second one. He's got to get through the second one. And then if he gets through the second one with Anderson Cooper and Martha Radinsky, to get through the one with Chris Wallace and some of you go yeah but he's a Republican he's a Fox guy okay but he doesn't want to get blasted like Matt Lauer he doesn't want people to go ah Chris Wallace what a 
What a conservative scumbag. What a loser. What a rah. Nobody wants to get lowered. Who the hell wants to get lowered? Who wants to be put on blast as being just a, a chill loser? Not I. And I guarantee a Wallace. So then Trump's got to get through that. Because you know Wallace is going to go off on him. Wallace goes off on him on TV. Well, you know, mess our job. So the pressure is on Trump. It ain't on Hillary. And all this fact checker. Are they going to fact check Trump? Are they going to fact check Trump? Fact check. They're gonna they're gonna are they gonna fact check him? And remember, the biggest the biggest thing on the left is oh uh, Trump Trump says he was against the war. He was against the war, but he he said he was for the war. He said Yep. It was, he was for the war. He was. He was on Howard Stern. Howard how, like, I, I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Those of my regular listeners might get sick of it. But never has Howard Stern had his name used more than during this presidential campaign. And he's a guy who people refused to utter his name. It used to be a joke. Howard Stern, are you kidding me? Howard Stern, the Messiah. Howard St- I mean, that was, I mean, Howard Stern, you couldn't get worse of a misogynist, a, a sexist, a, a racist. The reason he had Robin Quinn on the show so he could do his black jokes. And that way nobody could say he's a racist because he could go, look, I have Robin Quivers on the show. She's black. She laughs. Howard Stern, who, who, who had a cottage industry of whack packers calling up Larry King's show and other programs and going baba booey, baba booey, baba booey. That show is now what we're referencing. That show is now the exact equivalent of Hillary Clinton in Senate standing up and voting to go to war in Iraq. And the left has the audacity to talk about Trump and people judging him on a curve. And how can we disrespect the presidency like this? This is a serious... It really? Really? It's a serious... Hanging out, doing programs with Anthony Bourdain? That's a serious... That's, that's, hanging out with Jay-Z and Beyonce? That's serious? Equating... A vote to go to Iraq? Equating a Senate vote with Howard Stern and, hey, Donald, uh, where's Melania? She's in bed. Is she naked? Um, What's it like to be with someone like, she's hot. Yeah. So what do you think about the Iraq war? Uh, are you for it? Uh, I guess so. I just wish it was done. Oh, okay. So listen, uh, how many women have you had uh, at one time? That That's the equivalent of getting intel briefings. 
that, that, of being in Senate, sitting with John McCain and, and, and uh, Lindsey Graham and the rest of the foreign intelligence community and getting facts and sitting down with Colin Powell and Howard Stern talking to you about ejaculating on women in between the war in Iraq. And that is the fact-checking. That's the big fact-checking. That was the whole thing on with the Lester, uh, with the Matt Lauer. That was the whole thing with Matt Lauer. When Trump said he was against the war, Matt Lauer should have called him out and said, no, you weren't. That time on Howard Stern when you were talking about your wife being naked and orgasming. In between that, you said, mm, I guess so. See? 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 Oh, okay. And, and, and the media and the left and Oliver and everybody else has the audacity to talk about the presidency on a curve. The, really? Okay. Wouldn't you lie if you were cheating on your wife and you were the president? You don't want people to find out. You would lie, wouldn't you? That's why Bill Clinton lied. It's all right. Okay. You want to talk about presidency on a curve? You want to talk about judging someone running for president on a curve? That's a curve. You can lie to Congress. You can lie as a president of the United States as long as it involves fellatio. Of course you can lie. Oh, and here we have Trump, and the left is outraged. Oh, this is, this is outrageous. This is all outrageous. What's Obama doing this weekend while there's terror attacks? He's a Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh, oh, okay. Duh, sorry. It's very presidential. Where's Obama right now? Oh, he's with Anthony Bourdain in, uh, in Singapore. Oh, very presidential. Talking about hot dogs. Yeah. Duh. Silly me. Judging the presidency on a curve. So that's the fact check. They're going to fact check tonight. They're going to fact check. That's the big problem with uh, the Democrats. That's their big fact check. But that's the big fact check. It's the Iraq war statement. That, it's the Iraq war state because all these other things that the left wants Lester Holt and Anderson Cooper and everyone else to fact check. Like I said in the first segment when we started the show, they're all gray areas. They, they are. They're, they're all gray areas. And I'll give you an example. Politico said, these are lies that Trump has said. And these are the things we're talking about fact-checking. So Trump said, premiums in Ohio have increased more than 80% since Obamacare was passed. 80%. And Politico goes, you want to know the truth about this? Claim is likely based on a state insurance department report on an 80% premium rise for individual plans. But that's misleading because it ignores the vast majority of people who are employed through their employer or through the government. 
It also ignores that Obamacare provides subsidies for low- and middle-income insurance buyers. So, did Trump lie? Was that a lie? Oh, it's misleading because, yes, yes, it is 80%, but it ignores the... So that's never, ever have we been through this with a candidate. This is what the left calls fact-checking. Can you imagine in the last few months if this was demanded Obama? Remember Obama? We never paid a ransom. What are you talking about? And then we find out it was a ransom. We we find out that we were given Iran that money unless we got the hostages back. We, we've never given them that money. If, if Iran said, well, we're not going to give you them, we would not have said, okay, well, here's your $1.8 billion. We wouldn't have done that. that. That's a fact. So Obama lied. When Obama said, well, we had to give them cash because the way our banking is structured with Iran, can't just do a wire transfer because we have them on sanctions. Well, about a month later, we found that to be a lie because we did wire transfer Iran money. So, I mean, if if we're going to sit here and say, oh, Trump lied. What did he lie about? Well, the 80% increase, it's misleading. Because he's ignoring the, oh, geez, okay. Trump said premiums have gone up almost $5,000 nationwide since 2009. And Politico says, Trump's claim on a national premium is also misleading. Premiums across the plans, across all plans, not just individual ones, most affected by Obamacare, have climbed since 2009, but at a slower rate than they have under Obama's predecessor. There are many reasons for this, and it's not all because of Obamacare, but the claim ignores the fact that premiums have been rising relatively quickly for far longer than Obama's president. So Trump didn't lie. A lie is that's false. Here's it's not rising. Here's the fact it hasn't gone up five thousand dollars. That's not what they're saying. They're just saying, well, it's more nuanced than that. So it's not a lie. Again, can you imagine if we did this with everything Obama has said? Imagine, and that's just going back in the last six months. President Obama did a terrible thing the way he got us out of the war. He got us out the wrong way, and ISIS formed. And Politico says ISIS's roots can be traced back to 04, when Barack Obama was an Illinois state senator. Uh, Now, Politico is playing with facts and playing with half-truths because 
even Democrats, even Democrats that are in power in the Senate will say ISIS that we know today was created by the vacuum of us pulling out the way we did in Iraq. There was no ISIS in 04. You have Al-Qaeda, but their roots. See what I'm saying? This is, this is the fact-checking they're talking about. This is the fact-checking. This is the fact-checking. We want fact-checking. We want Lester Holt to fact-check. What fact-check? This type of stuff? So basically, it's going to be Lester Holt and Trump all night? Isn't this what Hillary Clinton's supposed to do? Isn't Hillary Clinton... Isn't Hillary Clinton supposed to say when Trump goes, I was against the war? Isn't Hillary Clinton supposed to say, well, Donald, you're wrong. You were on Howard Stern. In between talking about millennia uh, breasts and uh, other women's breasts, you went, uh, yeah, mm, I guess so. Well, I was in the Senate. I mean, isn't that what Hillary Clinton is supposed to do? Isn't it kind of sexist? Because we're always hearing, you know, the, the whole sexist charge. But isn't it kind of sexist to say, Lester Holt, you're supposed to do this. I shouldn't have to do it. I even heard one uh, Clinton uh, spokesperson say, it puts Hillary Clinton at a disadvantage. Because on top of her having to perform in the debate and know her information and focus on giving a good performance to throw in checking mission along with what she's doing is not fair. Like, that much work is, is, is too tough on her because she's a 69 year old unhealthy woman I guess because the same can be said about Trump Trump's got to worry about his performance he's got to worry about battling Lester Holt he's got to worry about battling Hillary Clinton and when Hillary Clinton says something that is false he has to be ready to say she's wrong And she's lying. So when she says she never transmitted known classified information, Trump has to be able to answer those charges. But here's the Clinton campaign saying it's unfair. That's why we need need Lester Holt's help. I don't know, guys. I, I... I think that sounds 
like a woman not being able to do a man's job. When you're demanding Lester Holt challenge Donald Trump, challenge him. When Jennifer Palmieri, Trump has an unfair advantage. Holt does not in the the debate. Unfair advantage. How is an unfair advantage? Why? Hillary Clinton is a woman? She can't handle all of these things at once? And they are beside themselves because Trump lied. He lied about the Iraq war. He lied about the Iraq war. It's unfair. Makes Hillary Clinton at a disadvantage. It's it's just insane. So desperate. Democrats are so desperate. They're so afraid. They're they're. Oh, man, I, seriously, I, I it's I it's I've never seen anything like this before. Anything like this before, and I, and I think, <laughs> yeah, there's Hillary cop, and I think he might, and I, I, there's a possibility that it could be a train wreck tonight. There's a possibility there could be fireworks beyond fireworks. Seriously, but then there's also the possibility that Trump comes out very subdued. Very chill, very matter-of-fact, very polite. And the Clinton campaign's already trying to set that up. Oh, well, we're, 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 we're told, we're thinking he's going to come out as a relaxed Trump. One more instance to pull the con. One more instance to pull the con. That's what we're thinking. One more instance to pull the con. Now, if I had to bet my money, I'd say it's a cross. I know that's kind of a cop-out, but I think it's going to be between subdued Trump and fiery Trump. And we saw the primary. Saw it. Not the last had, but the second to last debate Trump, Rubio, and Cruz had. Both attacked Trump. Didn't attack as bad. Because remember, the problem, or I should say, the potential for problems that Hillary Clinton can run into is the fact that right now she's lost 20 points in some in different states. 
So right now, she's on the ropes. She's the one that needs to deliver a knockout blow. She's the one that needs to score. Not in a drill, but she's the one that needs to score minute drill. Not a field goal. She's going to go down the field. She's got to go eight yards for a touchdown in a minute. And if everything she says is a is a shot at Trump for ninety minutes, if it's ninety minutes of her going, Trump is this, Trump is that, and he's saying these things, and he's not responding, he's not look at her going, you're a crooked Hillary. Oh, I'm a sexist. Well, your husband is a raper. Your husband's a rapist, and you did nothing except sit back and let him rape. If he sits there and takes it and says, thank you very much, can I have another? Thank you very much, can I have another? People are going to look at that and say, wow, is being beyond president. He's doing what you see in those YouTube videos where the guy is getting yelled at by his wife or his girlfriend and she starts hitting him and the guy just stands there and he's like, could you please calm down? And the girl's like, F you! You And she's hitting him and punching him. You've seen those on YouTube. They've gone viral. I the girlfriend or the wife beat the crap out of him. He's like, okay, thank you. Ooh, that, mm-hmm, uh-huh. And if Hillary does that for 90 minutes, it's over. It's over. Because she will, every guy that's not a liberal douchebag like Chris Hayes, anybody at all that's a man, she'll lose. Women that don't like feminine douchebag Chris Hayes. Yeah, they could during the movie Rudy. Or that other movie with uh, Jennifer Aniston and uh, Owen Wilson where the dog dies, Marley and Me. They could cry. That's that's perfectly manly. But not too feminine like Tate or O'Donnell. They'll lose those women. They'll lose those women who want their men to have feelings. But not to the point of being so demasculated that they are known as sissy boy. Hillary is bashing him for 90 minutes. Those women are going to say he had to do that because if he didn't, everybody would call him a a misogynist, a, a, a scumbag, he hates women. And they will resent Hillary for doing what she did. So, just dynamics that are play out. 
at the end of the day, we're going to have to watch and see. All right, listen to me, you guys. It's 12.50. It's almost 1 o'clock. We're out of here. Now, let me repeat this. Our new time tomorrow at 7 p.m. Now, after the debates, we're on for 10 or 20 minutes to give you a debate, all right? So the debate starts at 6. The debate gets done at 7.30. We're going to pop on at 8 o'clock and do a little debate wrap-up, okay? So at 8 p.m. tonight, we're going to do a debate wrap-up, just like 10, 15 minutes. Just, that's it. Nothing too long. But we'll be getting ready for the program tomorrow. Now, I know we are going to change and do the program tonight, but like I said in the beginning of the show, those of you who just joined us, Alex Farvella, before you start throwing a tantrum and tweeting at me, um, I did not realize that the debates would be on at 6. I thought the debates would be on at 5, and then it would be done uh, by 6.30, we would go on at 7, and we would start the new program. But the debates starting at 6 and not ending until 7.30 makes our program basically in the middle of the debates. And that's silly for our new time and our new set and everything that we're doing to be on during the debate. So, time will be tomorrow. We'll do a little preview. Just a little preview tonight at 8 o'clock. So be with us tonight at 8 o'clock. Watch the debates. We're going to hit a hundred million. I'd say 105 million. We might do more than last year's Super Bowl. We'll see you guys tonight at 8 p.m. right after the debates. You guys are the best. You guys rule. We'll see you. Be safe. Be strong. Don't take any wooden nickel. 